Welcome to Take 10 for Mental Health. We are conversations with inspiring people about how they manage their mental health. My name is Sophia Hatsis. I am the host of the show and I get the privilege of bringing you these conversations every week. We speak to people from all walks of life, like Gotcha for Life founder Gus Warland. Don't be afraid to be vulnerable. I truly believe that vulnerability is a new way to lead. There's stuff that we do that is good and there's stuff that we just don't know what we're doing. It's nothing wrong with being human and explaining that to the people that you love. Episodes drop on Monday, so make sure you're subscribed and you're the first to know when they're available. Welcome to Take 10 for Mental Health. We have conversations with inspiring people about how they manage their mental health. And today I'm joined by musician and all-round amazing bloke, Tim Conlon. Tim, how are you? Great, thanks. How are you? Good, legend. I'm very excited that we're here. It's been a a long time coming since we met. The first time we met, we talked about this podcast and getting you on, which was like well over eight months ago now. So the first question I'd like to ask you is a question I usually ask all my guests before we get started, which is if you were to rate how you are today on a scale of one to 10, where would you find yourself on that scale? Like if you were to think of one being the lowest of lows and 10 being the highest of highs, where would you sit on that scale today? Mm, That's a Good time to ask it. Today, I'm actually feeling really high, like nine. So I've got a day off today um, and I've just done things for me, like gone to the gym, just sort of had alone time, sat with myself, like just rested. So yeah, I actually feel really good. (laughs) Beautiful. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of your routines around your mental health um, because I know that you're a regular meditator and I want to talk to you a little bit about that. But first, we're going to go kind of all the way back to the start, you're a Northern Beaches boy through and through, and you've got a very big family, four sisters, if I'm correct. So can you tell me a little bit about what your childhood was like growing up? Do you have like pleasant memories from when you were a kid or was it all really kind of chaotic? To be honest, like I'm one of those people that I don't remember a lot of my childhood, but I do remember it being yeah, like somewhat busy, like, you know, yeah, four sisters, mum and dad, like a busy household all the time. Um, and, yeah, chaotic is a good word, like a lot going on for sure. But I do remember, uh, yeah, a lot of love and a lot of, um, yeah, a lot of uh, family, extended family also and just, yeah, sort of like you said, chaotic, um, I guess, but in a good way. Something that you've mentioned before was, you've developed over time this sense that if people discovered the real Tim, they would leave. And can you tell me where that came from? Like what sparked that sense in you? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good point because, as I said, I'm one of those people I can't I – know, I know you hear of so many people that have had these obvious, you know, traumatic events and childhoods and these chaotic home lives and then it makes sense as to why they might have developed these demons along the way. But, um, yeah, I can't honestly say that was me, but it is, like you said, yeah, somewhere along the line uh, these feelings uh, of not feeling good enough or the, you know, the lower self-worth, they did develop and – I guess with different therapists along the way, we try to work out why that was. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a funny one, isn't it? As I said, because I I can't really pinpoint why uh, those feelings came about, but they they did. And yeah, as I, as I got older, it's like what you said then. I would always worry that if people knew the real me, they were going to leave, and you know that became a kind of hard thing to cope with in friendships or relationships and just, yeah, life in general. 
kind of, I do know now reflecting back that I was always trying to uh, put on a show and uh, I guess uh, portray this really confident sort of outgoing, um, you know, person. Whereas, whereas I've gotten older now, I'm like starting to like do the opposite. I'm trying to like, I'm, I'm like trying to sort of get less attention from people. I'm trying to like not need all this external validation for everyone else. So um, the real Tim is, I mean, I'm a storyteller. I know that I'm a communicator and I've been blessed with, with music and, and songwriting. That's the real me. Um, but the reasons as to why I do that are now very different, if that makes sense. So when you first started with music, and and I want to get into this because that's something that you and I share deeply is a love and yeah. appreciation for music and songwriting. And I remember, you know, when I was going through some really, really dark times, I never write songs when I'm happy. I don't know about like, I guess you have to, but for me, all of this, all of the best songs I ever wrote were when I was my saddest. And it's a really cathartic experience. I guess some people might relate to that through art or like a visual medium. Whereas for me, and, and I'm assuming by extension you, we kind of had this ability to articulate through music what we were going through inside. So when you talk about that performativeness and a change in validation, what attracted you to wanting to be a musician? Because you've been on the X Factor and The Voice and now it's your job, like it's what you do. Like what was it that drew you to music? Um, so I guess subconsciously when I, when I was younger, it was a place that I could just feel and express. Um, but when I was younger, I guess there was a part of me that also just desperately wanted that external validation and everyone to look at me and just get some attention, you know what I mean? Um, but as I've gotten older, I've realised more and more how it it is, it is one of the safest places for me to to feel my emotions, to like to uh, to express what's going on. Um, and I do, and as I said, like I I do music for a different reason now. I do it for that um, to really, you know, for me and to help others, opposed to just trying to get thousand people to to look at me you know what I mean like I I wanted to be famous for all the wrong reasons when I was younger and now I just want to help one person and help myself also I want to talk to you a little bit about before we talk about the EP this sense of the feelings of worthlessness that started to develop inside of you and you've talked a little bit about how it kind of developed into an addiction and can you talk a little bit about what that addiction did for you but now what you do without it like how are you healing your your inner self your inner child through different means like what is that looking like now it's a good question T. <laughs> I like I like them um yeah as I said like I, when I was younger and throughout teenage years I probably didn't realize um the state of my self-worth or those feelings. I didn't really know what was going on, but I know that, that they were there. Um, and, yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you're constantly not feeling good enough or you feel like, you know, every dream you have is just going to end in failure or you feel like that every relationship you form is going to, you're going to be left, you know, it's really hard to have, uh, positive outcomes and positive thoughts and and to have connection within yourself or a connection with others so 
when that's the case, um, that's where addiction forms. Addiction is basically a, a lack of connection within yourself. So you then go and source it uh, externally. So that happened for me. Um, now as a way to avoid sitting with pain and discomfort, let's say there's an uh, inner critic voice, right? I like, I literally give him a name. I call him Bruce to like have a, a laugh about it and be like, yeah, shut up, Bruce. Right. I like, I try and, cause I know that we have parts of us that aren't actually us because our highest self, our purest form is always love. Love is always the answer. And that's, that can't be messed with. Like, so these other voices or these other like feelings we have, they're not, they're an extension of us, but they're not truly who we are. Does that make sense? Yeah. When does Bruce come in for you? What triggers that? <laughs> um, man, Bruce is, he always comes to the party. Um, but he, Bruce is the self-sabotage guy. So often for me, a trigger point is when I'm starting to feel good, when I'm feeling happy, um, let's say I'm in a relationship, it's all going well. Bruce will come to the party just basically to self-sabotage and say, you don't deserve this. Um, let's say I'm going well financially or I'm going well in uh, work or whatever it is. Like that's when he'll come to the party. Um, and I wasn't really aware of that before, but, and it used to frustrate me so much because I'd be starting to do well. And then I just sabotage it, boom, crash down, feel horrible for a few weeks, build myself back up, come up, go well for a while. Then that feeling of, stability felt so unsafe to me that I crash it down because um, it's like I got it's almost like the the pain and chaos felt safer in this strange way um, but now yeah I, I um one of my friends Elise she actually she helped me with that um, and she runs like uh, this thing called breathless which is like breath work and ice baths and she sort of was the one that suggested to me give it a name like have some fun with it and now we just like yeah if, if that voice comes up I literally like <laughs> like shut up Bruce whatever and I can sort of laugh at it a bit and separate and realize that okay he's a part of me but he isn't me I feel exactly the same you know when things are going really well in my life objectively and I'm feeling them I'm like whoa do I deserve this like do I deserve this kind of happiness and relief and prosperity and contentment like and then you just go okay well something's got to go wrong because it always goes wrong so like I may as well fuck it up before it has a chance to get fucked up for me I hear you I hear and see you so much and like I just completely relate to that and in a way, when 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 I explained that same thing to my therapist, I was sort of like, I just this isn't I'm maybe angry, and I'm like, I just don't understand why. And then she sort of told me it's like in a weird way that little part of you, that little boy or that little girl, is actually like trying to keep you safe in this weird way because it's like you know what, like um, we've had this before when we we're younger, and you got really hurt. So I can see this that might happen to you again. So I'm just gonna crush it now so it doesn't happen, and then I'm going to keep you safe it's it's weird you know but it's like it makes sense that's why it's like rather than getting angry at, at that part it's trying to like love give it love and that's that's literally where the whole idea of the, the boy and the devil came from because it's like making friends with that devil and like you know realizing that, that he's just trying to protect you and he's a friend not foe you know and he's I said like that he's like, he's had a shield the whole time, not a sword. You know what I mean? But yeah. It's, yeah. 
And it's a really beautiful analogy and this speaks as well to your growth as well in your music because um, your EP is super vulnerable and your single, Good Enough, there's a line that I want to talk to you about if you don't mind. Um, It said, I didn't think I'd make it to 25. Most days I just try to survive Um, and I'm sure many people will be able to relate to that line um, because it's very poignant and I wanted to ask you how how did you emerge from that darkness because that kind of line can only come from a place of someone who's experienced depression I'm assuming how did you come out of that and what was that time like for you yeah so that that line basically, yeah, it just came from the the idea of like what, well, like in the younger years and teenage years and you know early twenties to I don't know mid twenties. Like I was just sort of thinking like if this is if this is my life and this is the future, I'm like, how is this? This is just not gonna. This isn't gonna work for me. This is not gonna last. Like that's definitely that's shifted for me, and I'm so grateful that it has. And you know. And I really feel for others who who feel that way or have felt that way. But I guess two things for me which shifted that was talking to other people who have felt it too, realizing that I'm I'm not broken and I'm not like I don't need to be fixed and that these feelings I have aren't just mine. There are so many people in the world. Um Actually, I'll give you three ways. Um, hearing other people's story, like hearing people at Russell Brand, like people I look up to and, and seeing just where they have been to where they are now, like realising that, no, this it can be done. And the third thing is just, yeah, like once I really started to realise, you know what, these, these feelings, these voices, these parts, they're not, they're not me. They're not my own. They're... As we spoke about before, they're they're an extension of something that's happened in the, the past. They're they're you know they're a different part. They're not the true self. And yeah, once I started to like believe that, um, yeah, it, it changed it. You know. So on that note, I wanted to ask you, what do you hope people learn from your story? Just that they're not alone. Uh, like I remember when I wrote this EP when I, or before I wrote it, even I thought, you know, one day when I release it, I'm going to have all the answers. I'm going to tell people this is what I did to, to fix me. And I'm, you know, I fixed it. I'm feeling like this now and I've worked it all out, but it's like, no, I want people to know that I, I haven't worked it out. I don't know. Like, I don't know the answers. I just know that it's okay to feel these things from time to time and I'm not alone and that these feelings are not the true uh, self that we spoke about and um, that, yeah, that we can take life one day at a time and um, that everything passes, good and bad. And so in those dark moments you just feel like, never going to pass but it does and even when like when something's amazing yeah as, as amazing it is that passes too so everything's if we can just remember that like um that can change a lot I want to talk to you a little bit about Sammy because 
she has just like lit you up, which is so beautiful to see and it makes me so happy for you. Um, how has she supported your healing and how has she kind of allowed you to be your authentic self? Yeah, I love her. And I, well, like, I guess she's she's loved parts of myself, um, which I didn't necessarily once believe were lovable, you know. So she's seen all the different layers of me, I guess, and she's still here. <laughs> um, so that 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 is very healing within itself, you know. Um, and sometimes relationships can bring up certain things, but I think the right person um, will hang around to help you clean those things up, you know, and vice versa. The last question that I will ask you, I am really aware that we're running out of time, is around gratitude. And I want to ask you, and I think I probably know the answer to this question, but what are you grateful for today, Timmy Conlon? What am I grateful for today? Um, mm, yeah, my the relationships I've, I've formed, you know, um, through my partner, my friends, my family, um, uh, my health, and that I'm I'm here, and I've got a shot to just to be, <laughs> just to keep doing what I'm doing, and I get I get to wake up again each day and start each day and go again. Beautiful. Can't think of a better way to end it. I want to say a big thank you for finally coming on. I'm so glad that we got to have this conversation. Um, and it's really beautiful watching you um, fall in love and be so happy and whole and fulfilled. So thank you for coming on. And, um, yeah, I'll see you soon. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, you're doing a, a beautiful thing and just starting conversations with different people and letting others hear their stories. Like that's... That's such an amazing thing. So, yeah, you should be super proud. Thank you for listening. Episodes drop every Monday morning and you can listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on your favourite podcast app. Remember to take 10 and check on the man you love today.